Screen West Screen with Paul and Kevin, where if films were food, they'd be full of it. Welcome to another special episode of East Screen, West Screen. This is the show where we sometimes talk about films from Hong Kong to Hollywood and lots of stuff in between. Well, this is one of those in-between times because we are bringing you yet another commentary. Uh, this commentary is the much-beloved and much-lampooned film from 2012 known as Passion Island. And I think if you've listened to the show at all, you've heard Kevin and myself talk about it uh, uh, many, many times, and so now we're here to actually give it the commentary treatment. So, yeah, uh, Kevin is here with me. Kevin, how are you doing, sir? Hi. Good, uh, but I can't believe you said much lampoon and much, much uh, beloved, because it makes it sound like people have actually seen this movie. Well, we've seen when it, it's like, and uh, we're, we're... Well, no one, should, no one <laughs> should have seen this movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're just unlucky enough to have seen it. Well, in, in the event that you are out there, we hope you haven't simply purchased this movie for the sole sake of this commentary. Um, but if you did, we apologize <laughs> in advance. We are very fortunate also to have joining with us for this special commentary edition, uh, a man by many monikers uh, over... You, you may know him as uh, Kenny B. You may have heard him as Sleazy K., among other names. Uh, that is Kenneth Broerson, all the way from Europe and from the Podcast on Fire Network. How are you doing, sir? Why am I even here is my question, actually. <laughs> it's, it's like, um, I'm, not, I'm the booby expert, not the crappy, crappy movie expert. Yes, well... Uh, well, well, maybe I am, actually. We, we, we wanted to get your feet wet with, uh, with this, this, this recent experience that we had. We... Uh, we, we, we we had such pleasure experiencing this movie here in Hong Kong. We, it's like a virus. We had to spread it. We had to spread the love of, of this film. Now, uh, whether you will hate us for it afterwards or not, uh, we leave that for you to decide. Send all of your hate mail to eastscreen at gmail.com. Uh, please do not uh, send any hate mail to our guests for being here and uh, enduring this film with us. So, yeah. And certainly not, the, not, certainly not the golden rock at gmail.com. <laughs> all right so we are um we are working off of the uh universe dvd uh the universe release which is uh just as a couple weeks ago it was released and um before we get started let me just read briefly the uh blurb synopsis off the back on a magnificent <laughs> resort in kagayan a bunch of people of different background and status will be arriving here for their own reasons and beliefs uh, it is on this island they will paint their touching stories of love, family, and friendship, along with humor and passion. Uh, these three different stories will not only attract viewers' enjoyment as they develop many underlying values of positivism and <laughs> messages for further pondering and self-reflection. 
Uh, what the heck did I just say? I really have no. I think idea. I think you just correct. I think you just corrected the grammar, Paul. Because I'm looking at it right now, and yeah, I think you, you automatically corrected a couple of words there. Did right? I? That's the 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 teaching yes. the teacher in me or the editor in me. I uh, apologize for that. Yes. So yes, that is the yes. description. U universe are desperate. Yes. Um, <laughs> fortunately, they did not uh, copy this off of uh, the podcast on fire website or the lovehkfilm.com website as. Some distributors out there have been prone to do before we won't mention any names, right? Um, I wish they did. <laughs> all right, so we are at uh, about 18 seconds in, is where we're going to start this movie in just a moment. It is between uh, two of the, I guess there are basically four title intros before we get into the movie proper. And uh, Kevin, this is, this is just after the, um, the second intro, right? Right after the second logo, which is uh, Sun City. Yeah, so it's a little yeah, bit so of the, a black, black and it's and it's going to shift over to sort of a parchment uh, style for the um, the the third logo. So that's where we're going to start. I'll do a quick count countdown from three. I'll say three, two, one, start. And on start is when we are going to uh, start this film. So, gentlemen, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Start your passion weed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And three, yum, yum, yum. two, one, start. Boy, oh boy. Asia Culture Production and ADS. This is not the soft power uh, culture spread that China wants, I believe. But I gotta give credit to the Citizen K Films logo. That's like very inventive for a Hong Kong movie. Usually back in the day, at least, there were only always Golden Dragon Motion Picture Emperor Company. So uh, that was like a little mini Pixar movie for five seconds there. Yeah, that was kind of nice. It it doesn't doesn't beat the... uh, the, the flying red flag of China that we get on some films now, right, Kevin? <laughs> China 3D, yes. Yeah. That was the, I think that was Kumquat Learn's uh, director's, uh, his own company. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't made a film in, what, a decade? Two decades, Kumquat Learn? Yeah. All right, so Very we're, in the we're into uh, some of the credits here. Um, screenplay by Kumquat uh, Lang. Original story by Lam Of course, Lam he Fung. dumps the original story. Yes, of course, he dumps the credit on someone else. Yeah. Ah, the North by Northwest. Yes. Uh, so here, here we have the uh, Mann. lovely Janice Mann uh, trying to do her best Hitchcock, right? I thought she was doing Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Passion Grass, Passion the first appearance of Passion Grass. That's maybe the re- only reason I'm here because I, I love the low joke of passion weed. Yes. They're talking about weed. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my soul like fuel to go into this movie, talking about passion weed. Weed. Unfortunately, they, they do not smoke it as far as I know in this movie. So, no, they uh. kind of absorb the essence of it somehow. Uh. They never really get too specific. And so here we have oh, si- the, the swipe, the, the, the Simon iPhone, Yam yeah, the iPhone credit. swiping of the credits. <laughs> From a, no, from a this, hot air uh, balloon, nonetheless. I think he spends uh, a few more seconds on his own credit, if I'm not mistaken, coming up <laughs> soon here. Like, what's me! He, what's he pointing me, to? Me! Look at me! <laughs> look at that, look at that. It stays, and then it goes. Yes. So we also get a little bit of a news blurb here about there's some problem with the island. It's really kind of too small. Her, to apparently his island, makes the he- yeah, his island apparently makes the headline of New York Times for some reason. <laughs> Where's this island? Yeah, yeah, I think you had the same question as me. <laughs> yes, I, I don't know the, the official island they shot at, probably somewhere in China, but uh, no, I don't think Passion Island actually exists in, in the real world. Yeah. Thank, thank God. That looks like Diaoyu Island. 
That's just Dewey. That's Dewey Island. <laughs> and here we get some amazing animation in 2D. Oh, and there's 2D, the island from Life of Pi. 2D PowerPoint yeah, graphics. That's, that's the shape. <laughs> yeah, that's the shape of the mother. That's the shape of Pi's mother. I mean, at least Simon is looking uh, energetic and looking like he's having fun. I mean, uh, most of the performers are pretty uh, boring and bored, but uh, Simon in his sleep could uh, make me interested. And yeah. to be honest, I, I can reveal this. Simon is the sole interesting thing in this movie, uh, despite this movie being awfully crap and all of that. So, yeah. Simon is a, is a great professional actor, and I'm sure on every set. I mean, he's done so many crappy movies that he tries to have fun on every film on his, on his own terms. Mm-hmm. And I think I think a lot of these these people um, um, join agree to join the film based on probably just Kumquat Learns reputation. I mean, he's been around for many years. He he has many friends, and he hasn't made a film for many years. So I think they just came on board without reading the script. Well, there's there's all these weird little kind of semi spiritual things like the you know it's raining on one side of the boat and not on the other. Ah uh, yes, and that that marks the uh, first appearance of uh, Joan Chen. Ah yes, Joan Chen. Looking uh, equally the same as in 1990, like in when she did Twin Peaks yeah. or the early she Hong Kong. She always Rose. looks awesome. Even even uh, yes, my my favorite film of hers to date, I think, is uh, the film she did, Saving Face. Um, and you know she was the mother in that film. She still looked super hot. <laughs> Flying air balloon, <laughs> drinking wine. And and how does he get reception so up super... here? What 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 kind of towers <laughs> what, what, do they what, have? Where's that? What kind of super satellite does he have to be able to focus on a boat? Yeah. Should we know, uh, may not be in, 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 uh, included okay. into the current scene, should I know Janice Mann? Is this a superstar? She's so, a Langmo. You know, um, she's part of the Angela Baby um, generation coming up there. They're, apparently they were like friends. They had a falling out or something. And she's not, I mean, she doesn't have a large <laughs> body of work under her. Uh, right now, she's not quite as popular as Angela Baby, and I think that um, you know she's. I think she looks okay. You know, she's she's attractive to look at. Her, you know, her quality as an actress is still up for some debate. I think I, if you go back and you look at things like Frozen, um, which she did. Uh, what was that? Was that two thousand and ten, Kevin? Um, yeah, nine or ten. But that was when when she first signed on. She actually signed. She left the Lamo circle and then she signed uh, Leon Lai's management company and um, actually hasn't really gone anywhere ever since, sadly, because yeah. Frozen was kind of her big launch into stardom under Leon Lai's management. But um, yeah, sadly, she, her career hasn't taken off at all since then. Not the best movie to showcase her or anyone really in this movie, because if mm -hmm. I see a movie tomorrow with Janice Mann, I don't think I'll be able to recognize her from Passion Island. Because I'm, I'm sorry to say she isn't distinctive in this movie anyway. She, she probably doesn't want anyone to recognize her from Passion Island, sadly. Um, what really, actually, Paul, what do you think it's her best work to date? I don't, I can't really think of a film that, you know, pops up like, oh, that's the best Janice Mann performance well, ever. Well, she's, um, uh, she's got a role in Nightfall, right? Um, yes, yes. Um, and... I remember her as the, uh, I never been to Europe girl in uh, La uh, Turning Point 2. She's, uh, you know, if if you enjoyed uh, like love is not all around, which was kind of okay, she got a small part in that. Um, see you in YouTube. I'm gonna yeah. IMDb her right now to make sure I remember what she was in. But yeah, um, did anyone was anyone pay attention to that uh, Francis Ng appearance that? 
Well, well, I saw him appearing, but uh, yeah. what were we supposed to pay attention to? Him uh, almost licking his uh, wife's feet in his first scene. Yeah. A good gig, he just man. Pops out of the hot tub water. <laughs> yes, the way he pops out of the hot tub is like he was getting it done. Impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I like your train of thoughts, Mister Ma. <laughs> it's a movie called Passion Island. I think I can, I can, you know, that kind of thought. I'm not really surprised that guys like Simon Yam and Francis must appear in a varied amount, a varied amount of projects and varied amount of projects in terms of quality still. They've always been like that. Uh, yeah. And I've always respected that stance. Uh, but it was more fun back in the day to watch the crap compared to today. Uh, yeah, if, if talking Simon, at least. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah, be, sort I, of repetition. I mean, you see Simon, uh, not Simon Yam, you see Francis like doing a crazy character in... Um, in Turning Point, and, you know, it's derivative of stuff he's kind of done before. So um, I think a lot like of times it's just they're, they, you know, they need to keep working. Yeah, go, go yeah, with the I, I think back then, back then we were able to accept that they would do all kinds of films because they hadn't really built up on prestige yet, but now that they're, you know, prestigious actors or respected actors, we, we kind of expect better from them, but for them, they're still trying to make a living. Yeah. Okay. Joan jo- Chen. Joan Chen. Uh, her first uh, embarrassing moment of the film. Uh, <laughs> out of any. You know, it's amazing um, when you think there. of her career. She, um, she was a, uh, I guess she was part of the Red Guard, or she, or she was part of a, uh, part of a military oh, here group we go. when she was discovered. Oh yes, Chang Chen. Yeah. Chen Chang as a uh, Mr. Cho Chu Kim. Um, notice his forehead. I guess if you're watching on a small screen, you'll be able to see. But look at his left uh, forehead. His um, he, uh, above his eyebrow. It says, uh, "This is art," which I guess is what Kum Kwan is trying to tell us. Uh, it was even in the title card I just saw a few minutes ago. This is art. Uh, while <laughs> I, no, I didn't notice it the first view because it was all bubbly and colorful and uh, distracting. Here, here we go. That's Maria Cordero, isn't it? Yes. Few of the cameos. Uh, Marie Cordero really willing to do cameos for any film, I suppose. Speaking of someone who looks the same, I mean, I saw City on Fire like last week for a podcast on fire show. She looks the same in uh, that scene um, where she's uh, singing in the club, and uh, so she hasn't changed. Uh, I always liked her voice, and uh, she's a decent enough actress uh, yeah. whenever she's given a chance to be in um, somewhat lead roles and all of that. And no one ever gives her credit for keeping it up. That face. Viewers might remember her singing tiger, the Tiger on Beat uh, theme as well, the very energetic uh, Tiger on Beat theme that opens the film. Yes. So that was the... Uh, by the way, the Hong Kong version um, is actually the only version in the world that uh, includes everyone speaking their own languages, as in... Um, well, Chen Chang is speaking Korean, so it's not really his own language, but uh, Janice Mann, all the Cantonese actors speaking Cantonese, and, and Joan Chan speaks in Mandarin. Um, the other version on video, including the Taiwan or the China version... Uh, they do not. They are all dubbed in Mandarin. So this is a very valuable, uh, very precious opportunity here. <laughs> I appreciated that because even in newer movies, I gather that they sometimes mix um, post-dubbed, uh, post-dubbed dialogue to make it an all Cantonese movie or an, or an all Mandarin movie. So I appreciated that it's all uh, live sound for as much as uh, they could, obviously. Well, yes, the, the original uh, soundtrack is really uh, for Chen Chang and his uh, horrible Korean. This might be a movie you do not want to show your Korean friends. 
Am I horrible for saying I didn't recognize that was uh, Chang Chen until like an hour in the movie? And I know of him, <laughs> but it was like, who is this guy? He kind of looks like Daniel Wu. And uh, who is he? So, oh, the that's the guy. Now I know him. And he's he's not Korean. And he, he's on drugs, apparently, because he sees uh, some magic purple dust. I think that's the the passion, passion weed mist, mist right? Uh, that's passion mist. And he scared it away. Call that. <laughs> and there's a huge boner covering. Oh, wait, no, that's his clouds. But uh, I, I gotta ask you something. In terms of Hong Kong movies and stuff, do you do you hear about productions on the rumor mill in the papers? Like now, Passion Island going into production, and then as it goes along, maybe there's some gossip from the production saying like, "Oh, they're making a crap movie." The actors are saying they don't know what's going on, or did this just appear all of a sudden? Well, well, the the, the trailer. I mean, I think everyone knew about this movie for a while, and it was on a shelf for a while. Um, so it was talked about, but no one talked about the quality. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere um, because it came out. When did we see it, Paul? Do you remember? Uh, it month? was uh, like August of last year. August, was it August? Or, August because or it September. Played... Okay. Yeah, it opened because in China I, I remember because my, my dad came to watch this movie with us. <laughs> 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 yes, um, the the film opened on June first in China, and you know the the word about was really bad, but no one told, no one had known that, it, or from the word that I had read, no one knew it was going to be this bad. Like, it was going to be like a cult film bad. I just thought it was bad as in badly made. So, uh, the rumbling, it really came out of nowhere. And and I gather the box office was pretty damn poor in Hong Kong for this one, yeah? When we watched it, I think it was only 10 of us in the <laughs> So is this, and a 900 is this Simon Yam in a swimming suit? <laughs> Simon Yam and uh, he'll spend the rest of the movie naked. I'm sorry, the opening is the movie with the most clothes on. Yeah, he's. Um, but he must have been comfy shooting this movie, walking around in his uh, underwear and a robe most of the time, and and presumably warm oh, surroundings too. <laughs> that the shot from his feet almost became uh, uh, discom- uh, uncomfortable. Sorry. And the horror uh, Hitchcockian music. Wait, what is really? this? What is this work? <laughs> it's like a Stephen Chow moment, like a random Stephen Chow moment, if, but actually bad random Stephen Chow moment. I think uh, that's Joan Chen was living her Cultural Revolution days. Yeah. So yeah, as I was saying, she was um, she was actually discovered by Madame Mao Zhang Qing, uh, for her marksmanship skills. Apparently, she was a really good shot and uh, got picked out of a group and sent off to do study performance art some for some reason. So really when did she move to the states? Um. I'll have to look that up. Uh, well, well, Twin Peaks was in 89, 90, so at least yeah. sometime in the 80s. She, well, yeah, she her first movie was uh, Taipan. Uh, her first Western. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Yam in his underwear. Oh, there's yeah. Simon's, yeah, Simon's I don't think we've ever been this close to Simon Yam's uh, nutsack in a movie before. <laughs> uh, I, I've seen his <laughs> ass like plenty that. of times in movies. I know that. Uh, but uh, I've never seen... You know, that was a new experience. Hey. <laughs> More of Simon Yam That's, is good in my book. I, I think this world was... You wish Simon, Simon Yam wasn't the person in this movie pulling a Sharon Stone. <laughs> and just look at, look at the set direction. It's like they pulled every prop out of the prop department to decorate his place. All I, could, all I, I, I can see is... Uh, <laughs> all I can see is one thing, not any set direction. Well, <laughs> well Simon Yam's. It's a very set direction, but... Uh, uh. <laughs> it gets better uh, if I remember correctly the the art direction. Um, so yes, there's that was the first mention of the uh, the danger of the passion weed. 
Um, I was mentioning uh, Joan Chen um, about America because actually her husband owns owned uh, one of the Chinatown uh, theaters in, in San Francisco. A little trivia. She comes back sporadically to Hong Kong to make movies. Um, I mean, uh, I'm sure she's done thing in, things in between Purple Storm and this, but uh, I mean, three things stand out uh, when talking about her career over here or over there. It's Temptation of a Monk, Purple Storm, and this. But I'm sure she's done she's done work in between. Oh yeah, she's been in. Um, she's been doing Lust a few. Caution. She's been in. Um, uh, she's had small. She's been roles a few mainland over films. The place, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, she was. La- I think I last saw her in uh, Double Exposure with Fan Bingbing. That was last September. She's probably done something else after that, but mostly mostly mainland films now. The dog is called Babel for some reason. I don't know what that's about. If it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not a, not a direct translation, is it? Kevin? <laughs> I I didn't. I couldn't hear the the dialogue, but I um I probably Babel because you know. It's supposed to be symbolic of their their language difficulties, uh, I guess. Whatever. Uh, clearly, uh, Kung Kuo Lun is not very uh, very good at giving symbolism, uh, subtly giving symbolism. I I only know of him as a sporadic guy in the industry as well. Uh, I mean, I as an actor, again, Purple Storm, really good in Purple Storm, as the terrorist leader. Uh, he was like in the other half and the other half, uh, Clara Law's first movie. Uh, uh, I think he co-directed this other, other freaky art film called Four Faces of Eve, where like yes, he did. Eric Cotton and Sandra mm, plays like mutants. Uh, so and, and and I might be wrong. I did, this is going, going way back when, way back. I heard something about him voted as kind of a best dresser in some like some magazine voted Cam Cam as best dresser, or maybe I'm just confusing it with Simon Yam in that regard. <laughs> no, you'd be right, because actually Kam Kuo is very active as a socialite. He goes to a lot of social events, and he does a lot of uh, fashion shows. So I, I, actually, I'm not sure what his full-time job is, but he's very, very active um, out there in, in the industry, but just not in films. or, or, or he, hosts a, he hosts a show on, on uh, ATV, the other um, television network, but that's not like his full-time job. I think his full-time job is actually related to fashion and uh, going to social events. Mm. A good, a good actor. I mean, Purple Storm, uh, I would say, is uh, very memorable. And uh, whenever he turns up, uh, I was uh, thinking he's got a, a decent enough presence and all of that. Um, per, I guess Purple Storm is good for reference sake if you want to watch Cam in, uh, as an actor. And he's pretty unrecognizable, too. If you see him, uh, if you see him uh, I guess, in normal life and compare him to Purple Storm, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, pretty, it's pretty hidden uh, by that character and that, uh, and that makeup and all that stuff. So. He was nominated for a Hong Kong Film Award, I think, for that for that film. Yes. Yeah, well deserved. I mean, he played that, that charismatic ter- terrorist leader, and um, yeah, I really, I really dug him in that one. And um, and yeah. the other half and the other half, uh, I, I saw after, and it was uh, hard to recognize uh, him as the same guy. Not not because of age, but uh, just uh, because he was so different. He, he sunk into character uh, quite well. So. But as a director, has he made anything else other than this and Four Faces of Eve, as far as you know? I mean, I don't, I don't think he makes one movie every year. No, I think that's the big. That's why it's such a big deal. That that I think um, that's how he attracted the stars. It is kind of his uh, first film in a long time, possibly since uh, Eve. Um, so that's why I guess that's how he called in all the favors. Huh. I think this this temple is it, or this um, how do you say this? Um, the church, right? Uh, church, yeah, church or something. Yeah, I think this is Macau. It has, it has that kind of um, 
architecture. Looks like this is shot, uh, that past shot was shot with, uh, <laughs> with an iPhone or something. It was so shaky uh, with, with the cameraman literally walking up the stairs and really trembling the camera more than usual for a handheld shot. But uh, whatever, it's, it's over quick. <laughs> so. Yeah, the film has two cinematographers, so I'm wondering which one quit after they were doing that shot. Because <laughs> it's the most boring of the three plots. Um, you have the Simon Yam, Joan Chan talking about um, passion weed, and, and there will be more surprises later. You have um, uh, Janice Mann and Chan Chang's a Korean-filled uh, melodrama thing. And then here you got Francis Ng and his, and his, um, and his, and his wife, uh, played by uh, Song, Ji- Song Ja, a mainland Chinese actress. Big or small, should we know her? Should I know her? Or uh, She's not very big, but, um, you know, there are a lot of actresses with two-letter names in China. So I guess, you know, it's probably a better, bigger TV actress than a film actress, I suppose. Looks a, a bit like a, a veteran actress. You know, she has a little bit of presence rather than... I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm not saying it to be funny, but Janice Mann is someone I would forget instantly from this movie. This actress, I can remember her look and presence a little bit more if I saw her in another movie today, uh, which is my problem, really. I don't recognize many um, current Hong Kong actresses, especially very young ones. They, they just, I'm sorry to say, they kind of look or look and feel the same to me, but um, uh, I need more exposure, I suppose, too. Yeah, unfortunately, they're all sort yeah, of in the, in the mold of uh, Chrissy Chow. I think the, the, the one breakaway has kind of been uh, Angela Baby, who's... I think, in certain circumstances, has some decent uh, acting chops, depending on the role she's given. Um, but yeah, it's. Oh. But I think she still hasn't. She's still pretty green. I think for something yeah. like, well, to once she's in a movie like this, and you have a serious actress like Song Song Jia who is totally acting like she's in a different film. Like she's yeah. think, she thinks she's in a much better film. It yeah, the Lamo <laughs> suddenly look you know a lot more uh, juvenile in terms of acting skills. Well, this, this, is a, this is this is part here. of the problem with these anthology films too. I mean, um, the recent uh, Donnie Yen film, what was it? Together, right? Kind of yeah, suffered yeah. from the same way, and that the the different stories weren't all even. They didn't all feel. Uh, they didn't all generate the same level of interest or the same kind of tone. And, and here, and here, and here's the problem. I kind of here's the problem. All of a sudden, boom! They're with Simon Yam. They're they're part of this like resort kind of program, passion weed program, and it's so fragmented and scattershot. This yeah. that no wonder you get lost. And and Cam does not fill in the gaps as he goes along. We just uh, hey, they're here now. Deal with it. I make an art. Also, passion passion weed can improve antioxidants and blood circulation. Can't can't like. Doesn't like yeah. like like carrots do that? It also helps glaucoma. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear lord! I mean, she's made up to look pasty white, but it almost looks like they digitally decolorized her, and uh, the rest of the environment is yeah. uh, incredibly colorful. But uh, you know, she looks like a zombie. In, in another film, she'd be. It's a like ghost, they got her yeah. out of a Pain Brothers movie. Oh, there's the monkey. Yeah, it's like they got her out of Pain Brothers. There's the Wait, monkey. What's, he, what's he eating there? The monkey the, eating a, a apple, isn't it? Look like lettuce or like corn or something i don't know <laughs> you, think, you think at one point you, you think at one point someone would tell like simon to like hey button up your shirt no <laughs> man no 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 this is the sole interest of the movie kevin here simon young can do whatever he wants you know this robe if he likes you know? <laughs> I mean, that nipple is invasive you, you just have to think you've invasive. got three 
pretty heavy presences right here in this scene between Simon Yam, Francis and Joan Chen, right? I mean, between the three of them, they've got just uh, an immense filmography. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it just doesn't match with this movie at all. Wondering <laughs> what the hell is going on, yes. Sometimes veterans can um, lift up uh, movies ever so slightly and uh, and yeah it happens every now and again on a scene by scene basis individual scene basis I kind of enjoy some scenes between Joan Chen and Simon Yan but oh absolutely not, yeah uh, but, but really if you just take ah uh, that was a five minute stretch where they seem to enjoy acting against each other but uh, what it means for the movie beats me I, I just, I'm just kind of getting interested watch this time watching Simon, uh, I mean, Francis Ng look like the way he looks miserable the entire movie. I know it's part of a character, but yeah. it's like he's genuinely miserable to be here. Well, he, he, he realizes <laughs> the, he, yeah, does, the, uh, he doesn't get to walk around in the bathroom and robe and Simon does. And he's thinking, I got the wrong role. <laughs> I think if anyone could be in a bath. Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. No, he got to be in the bathtub with Song Jiao. What the hell is he complaining about? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. Do, do, do these guys still have uh, an unhuman amount of projects going on at the same time, Francis and Simon? Because at least Simon appears, seems to appear in. Yeah, Simon every works two, a lot. Every, I mean, uh, he just did, uh, what was he, a Nightfall? Um, what, what has he done before? He does that? a few films uh, a year. Black Ransom. He and um, yeah, he's this, this film. Uh, he's and he's he's he's, he's all over the place in terms of like poster promotions. He does a lot of commercials and things now. And, Francis and has sort of moved um, moved most of his career up uh, up to the mainland, I guess because uh, consistent and it's and it's easy work and pay a lot. Sorry, why? I would like to see him direct more because I've always thought he was a decent enough director, especially his first movie. If you ever saw ninety four thirteen, uh, Francis. Uh, uh, yeah. cop, uh, cop drama. Um, what is a good teacher was not a good movie at all. And, and that um, Dancing Lion was maybe too local for me. Uh, so I'm not saying it's good or bad. But uh, I like the Tracing Shadow, uh, his uh, uh, Wu Pian he did with uh, Marco Mack. That, that was good fun. Ah, yeah. So last film we saw Francis in was uh, oh, um, um, The Last Tycoon. Sure, here we go. Yeah, this, this where the free plots yeah. merge. The other into thing one to think of, of too here back. is, uh, you know, uh, everybody's talking about Chang Che not because of this film, but because of the Grandmasters, right? It's just, it's, it's, it's like night and day. <laughs> and and actually, I think I think he put an equal amount of work on both movies because you know he had to speak in entirely in Korean. Yeah. And he's so mad all the time. It's like, like, what are you mad about, dude? Like, calm down. I you know, as a character. Well, I think that's uh, that's a carryover because their storyline is supposed to be her fascination with, um, like, uh, Korean masculinity from K dramas and, and yeah. I guess Korean movies and stuff. And so, he's trying to pull off this tough guy, this tough Korean guy stereotype. I think. Um, Except he just comes off like like angry yeah. instead of you know masculine. Chincha, yes. <laughs> I'm sure the enjoyment factor would be kind of elevated if uh, you had a receptive Korean audience, uh, uh, receptive in terms of, you know, do you like to watch bad movies? Got one for you. <laughs> Listen to that I, I guy. think they'll be very angry at this. At this. Um, Chen Chang has actually been in a Korean film. He was in Kim Ki-dok's uh, um, 
God, which one? Which Kimchi Duck movie is he in? You remember? Um, it's, barely, it's barely in a dialogue in those movies, anyway. So. Yeah, actually, yes, he 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 was in a Kimchi Duck film, but he didn't speak at all. So, didn't exactly help. You wonder if that uh, painting or that photograph existed, or if uh, that was commissioned. Like, I gotta have it in my movie, man. Art <laughs> director, make oh, it. Here's the, the Sutton uh, Final Final Cut Pro um, crappy ass subtitle. What's the deal with the uh, what's the deal with having these burned in subtitles now all of a sudden? Uh, I, gonna, I remember I'm they did that with the film you know, too. This is from the film, so I'm gonna try and get into the mind of Kumquat Learn, uh, which is dangerous, really. Um, I think the pink subtitles. Oh wait, never. No, I forget. I forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? They will show up again later, and actually, that one makes more sense here. I think it was just. I'll forget it. <laughs> Go back to the movie. <laughs> Do you remember when you guys did your review? Did did you come up with any like uh, theories about what it all is, what it all means, if it's all symbolism, or, or were you were, were you left with question marks over your head even after discussing the movie together? I think for me, definitely more questions than answers. Um, it 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 in, at parts, you know, it seems like they're really trying to do a lot of film reference. From American films, from Chinese films, from Korean films, TV dramas, um, but then it just kind of yeah, just you've got these three different stories that don't really seem to belong together, and you're not really sure if, to, if you're making sense of stuff. And then later, you know, when when the really strange thing shows up, which, which we'll eventually get to, it just kind of through throws me for a loop. I don't know. Maybe Kevin makes more sense of it than I do. I, I think Chang Chang was in the back staring at the monkey picture trying to make sense of the film as, you know, just as we are right now. <laughs> in the back staring. He's like, what's it eating? Is that an apple or bread? He's probably thinking, what's... when's Wong Kar Wai getting back in touch with me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he looks like that guy that's been in a few Wong Kar Wai films. Actually, uh, Chang Chang is, is, is signed to Wong Kar Wai's uh, company for the management. So you can blame Wong Kar Wai's company for this. <laughs> <laughs> Wong Kar Wai probably did this to him on purpose to say, see, you think working with me was tough? Well, look what you're going to get if you don't stay in line, right? <laughs> so Simon Yam is uh, looking pretty good for, what is he? Um, 58 or 59? 58, yeah, this year. <laughs> Holy so smokes. And he looks great, uh, I, have to, I have to say. Still a very, very handsome man. Well, they're laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, yeah. Had to speak in too. And Ken, you were, I was listening to, uh, I think I was, uh, I want to say it was episode six or seven of when you guys were talking about uh, um, Raped by an Angel, I think, on This Week in Sleaze. Mm-hmm. And you and... Um, oh, don't spoil it. You and your co-host were talking about uh, uh, Josh Regal. We're talking about the first Simon Yam films. You guys think you know you could see you you might have seen, and it was just impossible to tell. Yeah, because he's done. So I think many. mine was Bullet in the Head. Now that I think about it, because Bullet in the Head was literally my first Simon Yam movie. But it it, it also you you, you didn't uh, know the fact that he was such an uber worker. So uh, so it sunk in, I guess, and then you kind of forgot what was your first movie after yeah, a while. I, think, I <laughs> so. think mine, and I didn't know it at the time, was actually uh, Jackie Chan's um, Mr. Canton and Lady Rose, or 
Right. Um, right. Yeah, he's in it for. Uh, he's just got a small. He's in it for a second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he plays a guard towards the end of the film, like, sir. <laughs> but yeah, it was for a some reason, come. Yeah, go ahead. For example, come quite learn things that his audience will actually get a reference to the red shoes. I mean, that's referencing, and then it's just pouring it on just because you can. I mean, uh, the only thing I can admire about the fact that there's movie references in this movie is the fact that Simon Yam's character has this wicked ass DVD library. But that's but but you <laughs> referencing movies is not does not make you a director of substance and cool. Uh, so it's like he, he's overdoing it, come quick long. It seems like he's over-anxious to, to provide what, whatever he, it is he's providing. And of course he loses points for having her, his character uh, finger dance on a pirated copy of the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> well, Red Shoes is spelled, spelled with two E or two, two Ds or whatever. <laughs> it was Z. But, you know, when I'm making notes about movies that seem very fragmented and scattershot, I do think in, in the back of my head, there's some movies, rare though, that do come together by the end, where kind of the final frame makes sense. But a movie has to, uh, you, you have to feel a confidence to, uh, in the filmmakers and the kind of str- some kind of strength that it's worth pursuing, that it's worth carrying on. And, uh, but that didn't happen with Passion Island. Uh, but uh, sadly, this is not that movie. Yeah. I, mean, I remember watching like a movie like yeah, Fruit Chance uh, Durian Durian, which is uh, it comes together pretty well by the end. Uh, it's a slow movie, talking movie, but uh, it, it remains interesting throughout, and uh, and definitely comes together by the end uh, thematically and all of that. So, but that's Fruit Chan and not Cam Quaklong. <laughs> Yes, a director who is actually trying to make a movie as opposed to Come Quite Learn. But yeah, I still, I still love having guys like Simon and Francis on the scene. It kind of makes me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more stuck in, let's say, the 80s and 90s, but it still makes me happy that they're so good workers, uh, such good workers. I still respect their attitude in terms of going where the work is. And I suppose they shared that attitude somewhat with Chiron Fat back in the day where, where he's quoted as saying, you, you got to go where the work is. And they chose in their filmography, of course. But uh, when they're on their, you know, on, on their A game, we're bringing their A game. They, they, these two are probably like the top four actors in Hong Kong, uh, along with Anthony Wong, I suppose, and, and Chiron Fat. So it's always yeah. enjoyable to have them around still. And, and, and they still look good. I think France is, is, is past 40 by now, yeah? Um, Way past, I think. And Anthony yeah, Wong um, also said something. I always remember uh, they said something uh, like this in a magazine that, you know, he's done all these crap movies, all these category free movies, but really he's trying to make a living to, you know, put food on the table for yeah. his family. And that's how he defends him. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Back in the day, too, you couldn't rely on, on, on cinema only. And, I, and I'm sure it's true to some degree as well. So, so you couldn't be a, even if you were a superstar, you couldn't uh, think that uh, I'm, 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 I'm set for life. I mean, I'm sure they got paid handsomely every now and again, but, uh, um, but, but still, uh, that, that was always a good attitude. Now, are these Korean actors, Kevin? Uh, I, I, I will have to find out in the credits. Yeah. Um, but no, um, I don't know what to make of this. <laughs> the flashback with the, ah, uh, here we go. And, and Janice man trying to be, uh, a Korean actress, <laughs> Chen Chang's wig. Now he really looks like Daniel Wu. Now I see where the yeah. resemblance is. Uh, <laughs> it seems like parody this, but then I'm not sure because he, <laughs> Kam Kok Long seems so. 
I'm going to tell something, I'm going to tell melodrama, I'm going to reference movies. So I, I can't really acknowledge if he was trying to do a parody of uh, melodrama acting. And, uh, Is that a CGI tier? CGI tier. Oh, no <laughs> way. <laughs> yes, CGI tier on both of their eyes. Uh, and he only kisses her forehead. How long did it take, guys, in the cinema for you to realize that? What have we walked into? Oh, we were we were <laughs> ripping. It ripping was very it up. quickly. And yes. it's it's like a bad uh, episode I, of a mystery science theater when we watch a film like this in the dynasty because almost nobody's there and we're just very loud. We're we're laughing loud. We're making comments. It's great. The kids look like they were jerking each other off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Just, I'm just saying, you know. Not, not in the car that he must. He must find <laughs> no, his bubble. He must find his trash. I, I don't know why he's searching for cars. I forgot what he's looking for. I mean, yeah. I stopped paying attention to the dialogue. What is he looking for again? He's looking for some kind of a part or something. He's looking for the car. Yeah, he's looking for the car. But I remember he's looking for something in the car. And and he continues to be mad and um, angry. And, and yeah, I yeah, I think ten minutes in, I thought I thought I was pretty. Uh, I see where this is not going, uh, but uh, but I'm gonna stick with it. You know, I'm I'm a professional. I'm I'm doing notes and uh, and only 90 minutes long. I mean, if we're gonna credit uh, come uh, long for something, yeah, that's that the great thing about the, this movie is it's not a yeah. two-hour experience. Oh dear lord, I think it was. Oh no, it felt like a it felt like a three-hour experience to me, even though it's 90 minutes. What are you angry about, dude? Stop it. He's angry that. Um, He's like, Wong Kar Wai, why will you do this to me? <laughs> Damn it, Wong Kar Wai. But of course, there's one, one of the best moments in the film coming up. Oh, wait, no, not yet. Ah, there's the DVD library scene. You think this is all real? Uh, or is it a fake, some fake shelves, some, some shelves with actual DVDs that they touch? Or do you think they art directed the crap out of this uh, archive room here? Please, a, a good portion of that are VCDs. Oh, okay. <laughs> pirated VCDs, probably. <laughs> pirated VCDs, or or, or probably they just moved the uh, entire shop in Sino Center or something, and then moved it up here. Now here it is the legendary ten-minute uh, movie reference scene, I believe. I, I enjoy it because uh, we we are all movie nerds, so this is like I like this surrounding <laughs> at least. We yeah. don't need any passion weed, uh, purple purple uh, clouds or dust clouds following us. It's just movies, movies, movies. I like this. I also want to move. Seriously. The I'm just wondering Simon, if this is actually the, the director's collection. Oh, this is good. This is good stuff. This is art. Yeah, let's look at what's on the wall. Actually, you start seeing. Actually, films will will repeat in certain shots and certain angles. But um, you can start looking at, at a big screen. It was very easy to see some of the more uh, notorious films that Kung Kulung had in his, uh, in his collection. On the Blu-ray, maybe uh, maybe uh, the, it will be an experience for five minutes to to uh, ID, <laughs> ID movies and. Uh, I believe that the, the Blu-ray has sold zero copies here in Hong Kong. I hope. Come on. Do 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 so uh, do do crap movies with low box office like come out uh, after a week uh, and in this time uh, is this in this day and age because it was that for a while when movies performed really really poor they were out on Hong Kong DVD in a millisecond. Well, a lot of movies are actually out in China first now. Mm -hmm. And so there will be video versions floating out and about by the time it gets a Hong Kong release. Now, whether those video versions are legit is a different question. Like, there's some stuff that'll come get released here, but it's already up on YouTube, and that's certainly 
probably not authorized, but others like mainland services, definitely like not legit. PPS and stuff. Um, the their legality is in question. PPS is definitely not legit. No, PPS is definitely not legit. Um, and um, actually, China has been um, Love TV is legit, but they they blocked a lot. They do a lot of region blocking now yeah. because of Harry, you know legal reasons but um yeah china scaled back on their video releases lately uh, as in they will put up um their stuff for legal streaming before they release the dvd version now well but um but actually a lot of the uh for some because um these are all digital distribution now so it makes uh leaking these films actually a lot easier these days because of the digital files and, and I guess here, here I got to give credit to uh, the actor's chemistry being fun. Look, you know, look at this. This is enjoyable. Yeah. On just just forget about the passion weed for a moment. I think these two have decent chemistry. Yeah, they, they uh, do make a good match. SWAT. Yeah, there's SWAT on the shelf. Uh, someone saw Rick by the Angel Free, but uh, Ooh. <laughs> wait, I think I see <laughs> I see pal. Police something. I'm not even looking at the actors. There's O L something. Oh, I, I see Rick by the Angel Free right now. I'm seeing oh, it. There. And these. Actually, these boxes they repeat so just boxes, to the repeat. right of Simon Yam's shoulder because uh, in the Rape by an Angel uh, Chinese title, there's the word OL, which is Office yeah. Lady. Yeah, uh, Titanic, oh, like, Hellboy. Uh, it shows up four times in this one shot, actually. I'm wondering if this is a like a, actually a university library. It's, it reminds me a bit of like City University or Hong Kong University. But the layout. Yeah, there's VH, there are VHS on the ground. On yeah. I think a lot of these boxes are just replicated, so they aren't really because uh, you see the same titles on the shelf on the same shelf. Mm. So I think th these they just, they just replicate the cover and put it in uh, DVD boxes. They, they look like they're about to puke you. you. <laughs> it's still Im immensely fun to just see them being uh, playful, uh, um, and and uh, you you yeah. can sense when some when two people are enjoying. Uh, making movies, despite making movies being a very methodical and slow process, they, they, this is all fun. We're just uh, being allowed to um, to uh, to banter and uh, and uh, yeah, my yeah, home one a, day. But just sadly, it's such a pointless scene. Yeah, it's pointless. <laughs> Coming up is a moment where I, I know I shouldn't uh, interpret stuff, but Francis, in like a minute or two, throws a DVD at the camera and looks at the camera like. Yeah, it's suggested that uh, they're being filmed by Simon Yam or something, or it's just a very peculiar shot where it seems like the fourth wall is broken. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's like, okay, fine. Have some passion weed. It'll be fine. Just, <laughs> just go with it. I swear, it looks like he's reading like a parody book. I'm going to kiss your ass. Hold on. <laughs> setting up for, <laughs> setting up for sexy time. <laughs> I mean that's the that's the difficulty, right? They can't really say they can't have sexy time, but because it's China, but they look like they're ready for sexy time. Would this be uh, totally different in China, where this content won't offend the mainland at all? Actually, this film went through okay. I downloaded a uh, a legal uh, mainland version of the film because I was hoping to revisit some of my favorite moments. And I can uh, we can talk about this towards the end or after the moments has happened. Um, what was cut out of the mainland version? Mm. Some of my favorite moments were actually cut out of the mainland version. Sadly, um, I'm not sure if this one was. was and honestly, what, most was of the, the movie was the Janice Man uh, Chang Chen Beach Shack scene cut out. Uh, we can talk about that after it happens. Um, actually, I have it on my iPad. Look at that. It's looking at the camera. Oh, just thrown. Whatever. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Yeah, well, that might have been a bit of NG. He might have actually accidentally hit the camera or got, gotten a bit He looks so frustrated, even though he might be in character, but he also looked frustrated, like, what am I doing on this movie? <laughs> God, get me out of here. Damn it. Oh, look, there's an overlit shack. Just <laughs> Francis says they have a reputation still for his um, kind of 90s work uh, because I enjoy it the most out of his uh, 90s work, like playing Ugly Kwan in Young and Dangerous and the spin-off movies and, and, and his early work with, early work with uh, Wilson Yip. Um, does he still have a reputation as, or is just an overall reputation of uh, a respected actor? And, uh... No, I, I believe that everyone thinks he's a great uh, great actor, but um, he just keeps picking projects that will only pay him. So after he's done the last tycoon, he's done a few mainland films. He went back to TVB and he just did um, uh, a sequel to a very popular show that he did or series that he did in the early or in two thousand and four, where he played a pilot. So he's in a sequel for that. Oh, and, I saw um, that. that. I saw that. That was yeah, Triumph, Triumph of the, the Skies. Skies. Yeah, that's Triumph a good series. So Triumph, he so he did a, he finished a sequel for that. Um, and that's his next thing. Yeah, I'll, you know, more and more people are kind of returning to TVB because they're getting work there. I mean, the uh, I think I mentioned this on a couple episodes ago. And Nikki Chow uh, has been doing quite a bit of TVB work, TVB work, and she just finished a a cop drama with uh, or cop comedy drama with uh, Michael Tse, um called Sergeant. Tabloid. That one was actually on a shelf. Um, yeah, that one's actually on a shelf for a good year, year and a half. Before but or it, two years, I, I actually liked it, and I like. I think she, you know, I like seeing her. I wish she would do more films, um, but you know, they go they yeah, go to no, TV because that's where the work is. What is this? But so the thing yes. is, plus the thing is, actors in Hong Kong, um, we know that, with the exception of maybe Andy Lau, that all the actors in Hong Kong are so so in need of work that they would do any film. So yeah. essentially, people know that just because an actor is in a film doesn't automatically make it good. So just seeing this cast, they know that it doesn't automatically make it good because these people would do anything. Even Francis Ng and, and Simon Yam, they'll be in any movie as long as it pays them. What, what is this so that's uh, kind of serenading about? So I mean, the Three Amigos, I guess. Uh, yeah, the Three Amigos drinking... Uh, look like they're in Vietnam or something. And I guess it supports the fact that, uh, that it is set in Macau because I think they spoke either Portuguese or Spanish, these, uh, these gentlemen, so... Uh, it is a mix of multiple cultural influence, but no idea what what the hell this is. And there's even hockey. What, is he? what an asshole! He's yeah. such an asshole. <laughs> but see, that's I, I guess that's what turns her on. So, uh, yeah, girls love a bad boy. They're drinking, and they're, they're drinking Sinha beer. So I guess that's another clue where they are. Maybe. Good, good sponsorship deal if, if it even was a sponsorship deal to be in Passion Island. <laughs> a beer. We're going to put your beer in Passion Island. No, let's not do that. Don't, don't do that. When I was watching this scene, I kind of when I saw the um, sign uh, behind Francis there, like a bucket of beer for $175. Yes, please. <laughs> and now. <laughs> if they're going to enjoy it, so am I. And then they spend two minutes on uh, the pronunciation of you and uh, writing the name and seeing similarities in the name. Like, what's the point of filling? I mean, I'm all for filler, but uh, I'm, I'm all for movies that fill movies with, uh, with action and, uh, and uh, boobies, if you will. But filling, <laughs> filling, with, filling with writing well, we've your got, We've got Simon Yam's boobies. 
I, I can't decide um, what is tighter on Francis Zhang, his pants or his shirt. <laughs> but see, part of me, look at this shot in the composition. Part of me thinks that the purpose of this shot isn't any, really to do anything with what they're doing or talking about. It's, th it's this location that he's trying to highlight somehow. Stem no, location. I think there's no idea how to do this. <laughs> oh my god. Francis Zhang actually plays a character from Sichuan. I forgot that. That's why he's speaking in Mandarin the entire time. Does he, um, I, I know Chai, in fact, at least did, or maybe still does have, uh, it's not very, very um, fluent in Mandarin. Is that the case with Francis as well? So he's often dubbed in the mainland, or, or, or does he try, as a matter of fact? Almost all Hong Kong actors are dubbed. Uh, anyone who's not from the mainland are dubbed because um, the, the, the um, state administration, they require everyone to speak in standard Mandarin. So anything that's, um, that's anyone, well, plus anyone who speaks in accented Mandarin would be totally out of character. And it would be really distracting to audiences because right. audiences in mainland China, they're very conscientious about the accents. So um, as good as, uh, say, Francis Ng's uh, Mandarin is, or as good as, um, even Eric Tsung's Mandarin is very good by now, but they're still always dubbed because they have to be in standard language. Well, uh, yeah, well, fair enough. Fair enough. It's not... Um... Yeah. But this, this led but to an interesting film, discussion we had about um, like Hong Kong Film Awards. If you're up for an award and you've been dubbed, right? Do you give any uh, recognition to the dubbing artist for their performance as well? Well, and but then, then uh, like I said, I think the, the then Hong Kong films in the first twenty years also deal with that issue because many of the actors didn't speak in their original voices. But here in this movie, everyone you hear everyone's voices, including Francis Zhang. Uh the strange uh, black and white yellow subtitle scene here. And why does it make more sense here? You were saying about the early scene, it doesn't. But why does it make more sense here um, or at all? Yeah, again, I, 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 I just get a sense he's like, trying to be stylistic. Uh, he's trying for, you know, uh, you know, Fallen Angels or Chungking Express or something, you know, more no, about the style. No, let's not insult one car like that. The substance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I no, mean, I like, think, think, I think, think about, like, it was like uh, um, the other color... Think about Pang Ho Chung's film, like Isabella, and the things that he was doing with location and that. I, I just get a sense that he's trying to go for that same kind of thing in some of these shots. No, this is silly. This is the different color subtitles <laughs> and black and white for no reason. Um, I, I, I kind of, I had, um, I thought that the different color subtitles was trying to be like, oh, one color is their inner voice, what they're really thinking, uh, and and the other one is what they're saying. But no, that doesn't make sense to me now. Would have almost been a good explanation, actually. Uh, but uh, yes, except you know this film had just disproved it for me mm. by making no sense. I like this bar; it's filled with <laughs> bills on the walls as wallpapers. <laughs> and Chen Chang just carrying DVDs of Bonnie and Clyde for no reason. Oh, I guess they're trying to be their Bonnie and Clyde. Him and uh, Francis Zhang. No, not Francis. No, I mean, I mean that, that that's the main problem here with uh, Cam's direction. That he's forcing down. We're doing relationship dynamics now. We're doing melodrama now. I'm referencing stuff now. You know, it's it's so forced and contrived and not part of a logical flow at all. And uh, you you definitely sense that the rhythm is off almost throughout the entire movie. That uh, it's all forced. This feels like a, yes. This does feel like a movie that only makes sense in Gum Kuo-Lun's mind. I'm sure he has like a interpretation for everything he's doing, but um, actually he's been very, very silent about this film, except um, before the film came out, he said that Hong Kong is the only version that has the, the, the original language version. That's all he did. That's the only promotion, quote-unquote promotion, he did for the film on, on, <laughs> uh, on its own social media network. 
they don't do uh, press junkets in this day and age or or in Hong Kong, yeah, uh, all America. They just do um, I mean, interviews. They're usually stuff. press events. They're usually press events, but um, this one was surprisingly quiet. And you know, why would they not be quiet? You know? Or yeah, why would yeah, why would they be? Why is she so upset here? Because he drank too much. Um, I wish she spends most of the movie like this. And he doesn't seem very, very like messed up or anything. I mean, yeah, the, that he drank, but it's not like he came out stumbling and uh, started, you know, pu- puking in the streets or whatever. So, no, I, I think they're just keep trying to act like they're in a different movie. So it's like, how do we make? How do you look like we don't belong here? So we get fired. <laughs> yeah, let's do it like this. Maybe that uh, I, I got fear now. Maybe Simon Yam was sensing that this uh, this uh, he wanted out of the movie. So he suggested his wardrobe choice being a robe and underpants. And uh, whenever he wanted out of the movie, he was just going to whip his dick out. And uh, <laughs> what are you doing? You're fired. <laughs> yes, I am. It's either that or well, he just figured. Or I thought that he didn't want to do any costume changes. He just wanted to be in his trailer and, uh, you know, just kind of walk out, shoot the scene and go back. <laughs> I thought they would just, just turn off the air conditioning on a set because it costs too much money so Simon would just be like well I'm just going to go at this if you're not going to turn on the air conditioning yeah that makes sense that's, just, that, that's art I approve <laughs> director said <laughs> my balls are hot they need, they need to be in the air but, but yeah what I was thinking when, when watching this movie because it's based on three couples they're all from all over the place different countries and speak different dialects there's another Francis movie that's way better uh, called Love Trilogy came out in uh, 2004 him Manito Yu ah, I heard about it was it written by Raymond Toe right the yeah Toe. directed by Derek Chu uh, that was yeah. actually not too bad it was very straight movie about relationships on the brink kind of and then you had a a tour guide, a Hong Kong man or mainland tour guide, hooking up uh, with uh, a Korean character, and and she she spoke a little bit of Korean, and I saw some similarities based on those like minor minor uh, beats or or content. So you know what, if if you want something to like uh, balance your balance Passion <laughs> Island, uh, balance it with uh, Love Trilogy. It's actually not too bad. Just very her down with a helmet. Who does that? <laughs> this is art. <laughs> So why did we not vote Chen Chang as the douchebag of the year for this film? Because seriously, this, this is some really douchebaggery right here. I mean, it, it, and, it almost looks like he has the rape of the movie all of a sudden, you know. Yes, he's, he's about to rape her with a photo. And, and not, yeah, I mean, rape scenes are obviously always comfortable. But this is like, what are you doing, man? I mean, <laughs> this darkness you don't deserve, Mr. Director. You know, so... Uh. Yeah, for for me, I think a standout movie for Francism is also somewhat of an anthology film. Multiple stories is Crazy in the City, which yeah. is one that um, I, I return to uh, frequently. I like that. Uh, it, a newer movie that could employ <laughs> uh, could employ the mood switching that old Hong Kong movies did because Crazy in the City turns really, really dark. Yes, it does. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan because of that film because of that 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 turn. Um, I think uh, Francis, of course, I still like him. I mean, for his performance, I think Inferno Affairs 2 and 2000 AD are some really the ones I like to see. And, and then, of course, there's favorite. always women from Mars, right? <laughs> oh, no, dear Lord, with the breast. Oh, dear Lord. No, no, that, that, was, was, the, that was Beauty and the Breast. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Women from Mars is the one with Eakin, where they all, Eakin and um, 
uh, Changtap Meng, where they all lose their, they become women, basically. They're male. They, oh, right. they, they lose their genitalia. Yeah, uh, in terms of my favorite Francis performances, again, go back to Wilson Yip's early work that he definitely doesn't seem keen on returning to because he maybe is not that guy anymore. But Bullets Over Summer and Juliet in Love was some really strong, yeah. uh, de- uh, subtle work that uh, required your patience and thinking, but in a really involving way. And uh, and Once Upon a Time in Trial Society 1 and 2 is just uh, yes, marvelous stuff. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, that that those are actually his his I think uh, the highlight of his career. First thing I saw him in though was uh, Bride with White Hair. Yes, that's the, the, the one half of the Siamese twin, yeah. uh, twin uh, couple. Other half. Uh, talking about great movies, and uh, it's not that uh, like he's fallen from grace though. Uh, it's just it's uh, that was then. This is now. He's a working actor, and uh, the Bride with White Hair material is not. It's not uh, something that's conjured up uh, nowadays in Hong Kong cinema, yeah. it seems. Two seemingly attempted rapes in the sc- five minutes of screen time. Well, actually, not really. He's just going to leave her for the, uh, the tide to come in. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Was there any special features on the DVD where Kang Kwok Leung is like justifying it? I so <laughs> wanted like a making of or a behind the scenes or so. There's, there's, not, there's not even a trailer on the, the DVD. But there is a very oh, great... Great scene if you can if you get the DVD menu and you go to the setup. There's a Simon Yam with uh, lens flare sitting on a, a majestic creature that's going to show up in a little bit. <laughs> you got to screen Here's cap the, that. Uh, I, I tried. I tried. I can't do it with my current software. I've got to find uh, the 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 program I was using. It, it wouldn't capture it. I got to find something yeah. else. To Here's do a Chang Chang and Francis Ng's uh, Greco-Roman wrestling scene. Where I, I think they're trying to make out, but they're actually wrestling, but not really. And then they're all wet in t-shirt when, you know, they're the two two people in this film that should not be in wet t-shirts. <laughs> and yet here they are. I, I can imagine if Anthony Wong was in this movie, like uh, sh- <laughs> shortly after the movie was released, I'm sure he would have yeah. quoted officially. What a piece <laughs> of turd I was in, guys. You Look obviously didn't have Chin Carlock doing the fight choreography on this. <laughs> I think you should body slam Francis Ng, which is like, no, you're supposed to drag him back, dude. You're not supposed to headlock him. Love it. This is art. Fight guys. <laughs> this is the worst, worst, perf- this is the worst WWE match I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then he leaves a gun with them late in this scene. Like, uh, you know, by this point, uh, if, I, if I ever tried <laughs> to make sense of this, by this point, it's just what are they and what were they thinking? Um, you know, and it's kind of fun, but it's more fun in this circumstance, watching it with someone. By yourself, it's just, can end right about now, please. Or maybe throw in a whale scene and then be done. And, uh, and, and thus he did. <laughs> Come quick long. Yeah, but it's still amazing that, um, and it's, uh, it speaks to their uh, volume of work that uh, they, they can still appear in, uh, in Turkey and not be, uh, you know, get booted off the Hong Kong cinema scene or mainland scene because they're still reliable actors with uh, reputation, the likes of Simon Yam and, and Francis. So, uh, uh, what? Well, here we go. <laughs> the beach, <laughs> the, the, the beach shack scene. And, and and now and now he's just making stuff up as he goes along, you know. What, what is it? She drops here, and then it creates kind of a pendulum thing as he breaks through the door. I mean, now he's just 
office. When we were watching this in the cinema, we were trying to figure out what is this referencing? You know, there's got to be something going on here. Man, woman. (laughs) Now we lost it when uh, when when Chen Chen burst through the the doors. I suppose this is the best shot of the tattoo. uh, uh, This is our tattoo because throughout the movie, it's like it's it's, (laughs) what is. Is, does it say something, or is it just like uh, as he had stitches? Or but no, that, that's the first clear shot of something that no one cares about. Yes, and and a ball hanging off of uh, between uh, Jenna's man's leg. But clearly, it meant something to Count Quark Long because he put that in again the title card. This is art. So <laughs> something. Let's <Love> <laughs> see. What is this? Is this more passion weed going on? I mean. This their memory dissipating into the air, you know, like the fleeting nature of memories. It is, what about? And of course, the fleeting nature of life and memories. I'd say even in a ter- uh, in a terrific filmmaker's hands, being so open about what you're doing, you know, like, in this unsubtle way, would kind of get me turned off a movie because I, I, there's better ways to symbolize stuff without using your CG team. To uh, to help you out, you know what I mean. It's still you. You got to be stronger than that. <laughs> but uh, that's just me. I watch booby flicks, so what do I know? It it really is a director who just has all symbolism but no real, real uh, way of storytelling here. Yes, you're, I I think I can agree with you. It's again, I mean, uh, it, comparing is maybe a silly thing to do, but uh, since we talked about you know bullets over summer and Juliet in love, especially Juliet in love by by uh, Yip Wysum, it's it's like just use uh, a regular movie language, you know, style. You can have stylish shots yes. every now and again, but use use the strength of you as a filmmaker and use the strength of your uh, actors and like be into the material and symbolize it via you know craftsmanship and not. Uh, not waste money on uh, dust, you know, uh, words uh, turning into dust and stuff. So I think it's, you know, it takes a great filmmaker to make an example like we just saw work. Uh, but that we don't have here, obviously. So, and and, and this is apparently romance in some uh, in some characters' eyes to have aggression, such a yeah. <laughs> It was beauty that killed the beast. <laughs> Actually, Chang Chen's reaction when he uh, opens his eyes uh, when he realizes she's kissing him was uh, kind of fun. Like, oh, she did it. <laughs> I didn't think <laughs> like, that would work. Like, now I remember why I'm here. What the hell was that? Is this, is this from those smelling? Yeah, that's a subtitle. That's one for Hong Kong yeah. subtitles. That was like, because I can't believe she just gave me cooties uh, expression. <laughs> Is it still a major problem, you think, with uh, movies uh, getting incredibly ropey translations? Or, or, or has it been bettered by a good 80-90% since back in the day? Well, it, it seems like from, from a general sense they've gotten better, but every once in a while you get, I don't know, somebody gets their, like, second cousin to do the translation somehow and it's not uh it's just not up to snuff what they're saying because subtitles are are 
not as well valued anymore. This is a big film that would go to a film market that would sell very well to to international uh, distributors or other other markets. Yeah, they just think that subtitle is a, is a necessary expense and one that they would rather not make a big one out of. Mm. And it seems like uh, I realized this kind of with this um, watching this movie, which is very new. I, I suppose not knowing Chinese that they, they always get. Um, uh, bikes and cars wrong. They, ne- they, they can never differentiate in English between a, a car and a bike. So it, whenever they get on a bike, it says car. So I suppose, uh, I'm guessing the word in Chinese for bike and car is similar to each other or... or, uh, they, no, or they, yeah, it's, it's similar. Really, there, there's, a, there's a different character you add on for a bike, but... Because uh, uh, when you yeah. first see that bike that Chang Chen drives around in the film, uh, Janis Van says, like, here's a car. And uh, and you and you had that twenty years ago in subtitles as as, as well. So it seems like um, the the subtitles subtitlers are still not sure about oh, yeah. what we'll worked. have to let Kevin tell oh, you as, the, as uh, someone... the the jet fighter. Uh, <laughs> jet I'm not going to tell that story right now, but I'm not going to tell you that story right now. But I, I, in some cases, uh, some of these mistakes are because um, people who do subtitles, including myself. We don't get to see the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All we get is a list of the dialogue. All right. So we just translate what we see in Chinese, and and in a way, they would say, "Oh, here's your vehicle." Yeah. Um, when it, you know, because they'll just simplify the motorcycle into here's a vehicle, and then it will become car in Chinese. Mm-hmm. And in the old um, days, when the so subtitles right- were burned in, I've I've heard that they used to just give the audio um, to the subtitler, and so they would listen. Wow. And because of the way that Cantonese and Chinese works, um, sometimes a person will be referring to another person, but there's no, there's no he or she, there's no gender. Um, so sometimes that's why you'll see, you know, a, a male character talking to a female character referring, and they'll get the referral wrong. It'll, it'll say he instead of she or something. I was afraid that hot air balloon would turn into some, a shape of something. <laughs> something inappropriate. <laughs> thank, thank God, no. <laughs> even on blue screen, it's kind of enjoyable to watch uh, Joan and Simon interact. Uh, you know, even blue screen acting is uh, is good fun. It's like they're enjoying themselves here, but they know that they're in a terrible film, and they don't really care. And that's kind of cute. But you know, it doesn't really make the film any better, unfortunately. I would just love to see these characters because they're they're elder people uh, uh, be be in a really mainstream romantic comedy. I think that would work so so goddamn yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought this was gonna be, and then and then come going because the, the the advertisement and everything I read seemed like it was gonna be free, you know, humdrum, not very good romantic comedies, and then it turned into this. Because this is still enjoyable. Them just being on screen. You, you know the magic of uh, dialogue on screen when actors are just comfortable with dialogue and just uh, enjoying it and bouncing off each other incredibly well. I think that's some of the most magical moments in cinema, to be really honest, when, it's, when dialogue is at its most um, captivating. Um, and, 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 it's really wasted to, on, on, this, on this film. Yeah. The chemistry. And Hong Kong does these uh, sweet dramas and sweet romantic comedies occasionally very well. And they... they and they could be straight as well. They, they it's kind of like, like directors like Jacob Chung. Uh, remember the movie The Kid with Leslie Chung and uh, Dick Long and Carrie Um? No, yeah. a, a, a drama, and uh, not always you know sweet and funny or anything. But that's just shoot uh, shoot the movie, tell the story. Don't be concerned with uh, being a special filmmaker that can utilize CG and uh, tell his symbolic crap that way. You know, just to 
point and shoot sometimes is uh, <laughs> here we go by Ken, the way. You should, oh god the, bo- the body of a 58 year old man ladies and gentlemen <laughs> I'm and jealous here, oh my god here's naked here's almost naked Simon and then they're putting you know, up he, he could still do a, a Hong Kong gigolo movie and get away with it shit yes <laughs> he, can be the, he can be the daddy he can be the uh, I guess the papa son so to speak no no way he could be he could be the best uh, gigolo in the young stable despite his age no way man <laughs> You still got it. Gigolo and whore free coming up sometime soon. Please. I was going to say, actually, we're talking about Jacob Chun. Um, you were saying that Jacob Chun's a director who doesn't waste his time in showing off how well it does CG. Um, I think, Ken, you should check out Rest on Your Shoulders. Right. I, that was I, haven't, Jacob I haven't seen. I think the last movie of his I saw was The Kid. I haven't seen Battle of Wits uh, or Ticket or anything like that, but... Uh, um, but uh, so, so my memory is still like uh, in the early 2000s in terms of uh, Jacob Chung's career. I think Midnight yeah. Fly was the last movie I saw that really, really dark Anita Moy movie. Yeah, sadly, Rest on Your Shoulder is a it's a really ambitious failure in terms of Jacob Chung. Mm. Um, made a huge deal, and uh, yeah, it was just a terrible film all around. Sadly, but not as bad as this. We <laughs> go bring it back to this film. Do you think there's no opportunity? Uh, is there no opportunities for guys like? Jacob Chung and these, so to say, straight directors that are do acclaimed dramas. Is there no room for, like, a Juliet in Love or a Cage Man or the Kid or what have you anymore? I, I think there's a sort of a steer towards back to uh, local cinema, and that may bring us some of those films, especially the success of A Simple Life. But we're talking about, you know, journeyman directors like Jacob Chung. He's already turned to China because, you know, bigger budget. Um, I'm not sure about freedom, but certainly bigger budget, more, you know, they can they can sort of play up their ambitions. Um, and Jacob Chen still has a has a production. He's doing Bride of White Hair, the new Bride of White Hair film in China. Oh, the remake of that? Yes, he just he just finished that. So clearly, I think these directors, they enjoy these, uh, 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 um, I guess, opportunities to make really huge films. Um and they're kind of just leaving uh, Hong Kong smaller topics behind because that's not really um, that doesn't really give them the fame or the attention that they want. Mm. You know, yeah, part of the problem is, is I think it's such a waste for them to go back and and remake these titles that don't really need to be remade instead of working on oh. new, you know, new properties that could be equally as interesting. And ultimately, what you end up getting is you end up getting something that's just a pale copy of you know, the original and with some... Do you really, do you really need to remake Bright White Hair? Can you, can't you just go back to the source material, the written material and write something that doesn't echo and say remake or is remake a marketing strength nowadays? Well, it's the same with a, a Chinese ghost story because I think they're just saying that they're adapting the original source material, not the original film, which is, they, that's how they, I guess, that's how they get away with it. Right. Because Bright White Hair is based on, yeah, a well-known story yeah uh but we should get back to the film <laughs> why why <laughs> <laughs> because I, I would i would like to see a pale a pale remake of this film <laughs> do, do you think that, it will a... uh, actually be lampooned uh by someone in a year's time no. a week's time no, or... I, no i think it's way too forgettable i think um look we can't even pay attention to this movie about yeah. diverting digressing into different topics that's how you know, the, unengaged the only is. people you would you right. would get maybe doing something like that would be a Wong Jing or maybe a Vincent Koch. And I think this movie's just too off the radar for them to care. If it was a if it was a movie that got a lot of people going out to see it and, you know, was had a lot of buzz around it, then yeah, like a Vulgaria or something, 
they you'd see a parody of some way, shape, or form coming out. But for something like this, it's just uh, nobody knows about it. Nobody cares. So an old swell uh, parody is not in the works for 2014, an old swell and swell parody of Passion yeah. Island? I would be really surprised. <laughs> oh, that's a, a heart-shaped pillow. Oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, wait. Paul, I noticed something is missing from this version that we're watching. What, what really? We, what are we missing? Chang Chang's pissing scene. Oh yeah, that's gone. The the fire hose, yes. Actually, when uh, Ken, I should tell everyone that in the theatrical version, the original version, um, well, uh, that was kind of a scary, creepy scene. You know. Yes, I, I should say this before the whale shows up before we get there. But yeah, in the in the junkyard scene uh, earlier, when uh, Chang Chang is looking through the car, he actually gets really angry at the car, and then he takes off his <laughs> pants, and then he pees, and the piss comes out like a like a shot out of a fire hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> I would have really loved to most, see that. That is really the most memorable moment of the film, and it was cut out of the mainland version. And there's the whale. The whale. There's the whale, who is actually as big as I am. I am as big as that whale. So what does this symbolize, Dermy guys? You are more clever than I am. This the uh, the environmental message yes. that this film is always trying to teach us that we are too too I guess uh, too. Oh, Simon's got a shirt on. Oh my gosh, we're <laughs> yeah, he, uh, I can't his underpants anymore, and he's still wearing like a like a like a one piece. What the hell, <laughs> it's like a one piece that's squeezing his nuts too hard. Oh my god, jacket! He put on a jacket. Oh my god. Does Simon still get uh, voted as um in as a snap address or cons- or uh, because I, I I remember him as well being. Uh, you know, known as a as a snappy dresser. You know, and it's hard to see, hard not to see. Uh, you 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 don't you don't think of him as a slob uh, outside of movies. You know, he always seems like he's um, he he wants to maintain class. Rico Suave Mofo. That's what. He is. Yes. Actually, the girl on the uh, I don't not sure why that girl next to Simon gets so much attention, but I think when I went around the first synopsis of the film, there's supposed to be there's supposed to be four stories in this film. Huh. And the fourth one is like two mainland actors, and that might be from the girl from the cut, uh, deleted fourth story. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> that would have that would have yeah pushed the movie to a hundred minutes. But I am shocked that they cut the pissing scene. I am amazed. Oh, the light link. Yes. Yeah, that's not gonna hurt anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's totally like a sunny day. It's like a almost a twenty twelve moment here, the movie twenty twelve. Like, oh my god, every, the the earth is the earth is <laughs> rumbling and uh, everything's uh, you know we got a it's disaster on our hands. Yeah. I think it's God punishing them for being this movie. Yeah, and of course, when lightning, there's a lightning strike and they walk in water. Yes, yeah. that was my thought as well. Like this, this could be interesting. You know, they can they can get a shock to the system. I can never figure out, even with this, even watching it again this time is. What is Simon Yam's character, you know, boss, Simon Boss, as they call him, what, what is he to blame for? You know, what is the environmental issue? Is passionweed polluting the water? Is it because of development? I mean, they never really... I think for exploiting the, exploiting the passionweed for his own gain or something. I think that's the thing. Still not interesting, even if when you're, even when you're filling the dots, so to say, it's not... Whatevs. <laughs> of course, to get get, get her, his wife to safety, they go off to a hidden corner next to the yeah. beach. And leave the wheelchair behind, too. Yeah, leave the wheelchair behind. That's really smart. Get sucked away by the tide. Simon enjoying a nice shower. Getting a bikini, a bikini shot, so... 
I approve. The girl who's trying to get up. And some of the worst like, CG helicopters ever created on a PlayStation 1. <laughs> <laughs> it's from SimCopter. Hey, I played that helicopter in SimCopter. And they're praying for what now? They're, you know, it, it, so many fast cuts all of a sudden. You know? and, Just like from Apocalypse. Oh, there's the <laughs> we hope you lift airlifted. That was fast. <laughs> that, they, yeah. but, but that's budget constraints, I suppose. We can't show it. We can't show them lifting it up. So, Do you actually airlift a, a whale with helicopters? Simon, actually... Simon Boss can. Yeah. <laughs> he just calls in the airstrike and got a whale on the beach. Come get it. The Simon Boss can. <laughs> just got a musical sequence. Yeah, yeah. like a catchphrase. <laughs> Who can? The Simon Boss can. <laughs> he just needs some Oompa Loompas. <laughs> and even at the end of the film, Kang Kwok Lung uh, doesn't really make a case for, you know, uh, showing the development in the relationships that they've you know, gain some new understanding about each other. It's still as, and newfound love and all of that, it's still as scattershot as when the movie began. So w- when I talked about that earlier in the film, there's no uh, final tally on the film where you go, aha, now it makes sense. I want to watch it again. You know, and it's still just uh, a bunch of question marks. Well, the, the, the Francis M and, and Song Jia relationship, I still have question marks about. I, I never understood what their, what their, key problem was other than the fact that she they were yeah. a, a dancing couple and she somehow got paralyzed and now she's angry and he's angry and I guess they can't you know make love anymore so that's an issue I, I, can't, I can't focus on you now Paul I'm, I'm looking at Simon <laughs> I can't focus on you at Simon. <laughs> wet Simon oh no big boy and, and very dry Joan Chan Sally <laughs> looking very well, good I mean my goodness Indeed. There is no plan, Planet B. Uh, yeah, apparently all her T-shirts are, are environmental messages. You know what? Because I, 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 I feel like I have the power to make people go and watch movies if I sell it sufficiently. Temptation <laughs> of a Monk is a fantastic movie uh, on all fronts. <laughs> but uh, you should go see it. If, if you're doubtful, uh, Joan Chan uh, takes her clothes off in that movie. Oh, go see it. Clara, Clara Laws. Uh, I like this movie, uh, which have Simon Yip. See her that back in, uh, in uh, Taipan, right? She wears some see-through stuff in that, if I remember correctly. It told me itself that it would die in front of my sight. Yeah. Seems like the subtitles go a bit worse as the movie goes along. Like, it's been hurrying along. <laughs> I think even the guy who does subtitles is like, why am I wasting my time doing this? I'm getting paid 20k to do it anyway. That was gonna, what the hell? I don't want to watch this movie anymore. Whoever does good receives good. You know, they were they were talking about body heat earlier. I I could see the two of them together in a serious body heat remake. I would seem to get in a much better movie than this. Yeah, you remember they'll remember these filmmakers and producers pair these two up. I mean, they're they're working, and uh, and Simon Yam says yes to just about anything. So. <laughs> You know, and bless him. I mean, um, back in the day, like four movies a year today is suitable and sufficient, of course. Back in the day, another monkey po- poster. Yeah, wow. wow. Sorry, the corn eating monkey. Like Planet sort of, of the Apes. At any point that, yeah. it's not, it just kind of ruins any point that you're trying to make once the monkey eating corn. Uh, or, yeah, <laughs> and again, my question here is was this made specifically for the film or was it just something the director had laying around? 
I would like to go to Kumquat Lun's house. No, actually, it's probably someone from Yong Fan's house. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Kumquat just called up. Hey, Yong Fan, I need a really crazy, crazy picture. I got just a thing for you. They've got large houses, those two. If so, if they have <laughs> all of the this big like, lying around. Joan Chen try not to rub Francis Ng, I mean Simon's uh, breast. <laughs> Is that Alex Fong? Oh, here's the, uh, there are cameos from more Hong Kong actors. Uh, you see uh, Bob, a radio host who sometimes shows up in films in small roles. Um, you see, I think, wasn't just Marie Cordero again? Yes. yes. Uh, anyone else Wait, spot that- here? thought this was going to be Frankie Chan before he turned around. Like, is that Frankie? No, that's a way younger looking Frankie Chan from uh, <laughs> various Samo movies and stuff. So, because the mustache kind of, hey, Frank, no, not Frankie. Again, these could be, you know, pieces of the uh, pieces of deleted fourth story. You never know what's going on here. It, honestly, we don't. I do have passion weed here. <laughs> All right. Weed. <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> It's like you know in Taiwan they have uh, betel nuts um, sold by like, you know like like scantily dressed woman. I think passion weed girls is the is the equivalent here. Simon Yam looks like a pimp in this movie. I mean, no two ways Simon about Yam it. Always, I mean, Simon Yam's own wardrobe. <laughs> Kung Kola gave him some clothes and he's like, I got something better, and they just showed him that. You know, you know, while it sounds uh, odd that you're saying that, back in the day, we're in the lowest budgeted Hong Kong movies and Taiwanese movies. You. I, I definitely was um, convinced that all actors had to bring their own wardrobe. So you, you had to w- own at least two free suits as uh, an actor in Hong Kong and Taiwanese cinema because uh, there were triad movies being made left or right. So, uh, uh, so uh, prepare, prepare in that regard. I think there's an actual translation, literal translation of what Chen Cheng is saying in Korean. <laughs> the bad English subtitles. Did Koso uh-huh. have any? Uh, did Koso have any idea what was going on in this movie in his review? Or he he was as clueless as the rest of us. If you remember reading that review, I remember he wrote the comedy of the year in his Love HK yes. review. So I, I think we came out. I think we all came out sort of uh, shell shocked and and just wondering what the hell happened. And uh, <laughs> actually, I think Ross said this is one of the easiest reviews he's ever he's, he's written lately. Wow, I would find it so hard. Uh, yeah, I would find it hard because I I have nothing. <laughs> I think the pissing moment uh, gave a lot of. Uh, it's just sad that they deleted pissing moment. It's like it's like murder when um when Echo um changed the kid's voice in in the theatrical version. Um, the big reveal had the child uh, speaking in like a distorted um man voice, uh, in the theatrical version. And for the for the DVD version, they took out the distorted voice and 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 gave the kid back his original voice, which um, is kind of terrible how they changed the the film yeah. just for video, just to kind of just kind of like. Oh yeah, we did something really embarrassing, but uh, forget it. It didn't really exist. Same thing here. Just really sad that they cut out that scene, the pissing scene. <laughs> the soul enjoyment. <laughs> Simon Yam's testicles and 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 the <laughs> Yeah, for some reason now he's wearing oh he's wearing a Save the World T-shirt, so it represents it's, his changing. His change message. This is art. <laughs> So I guess uh, uh, only um, people who destroy the earth would walk around uh, without t-shirts and uh, showing their ball sacks. <laughs> I mean, that's the best. I'll take it. I'll take it. I, li- I, li- <laughs> I like that better. Yes, when you're environmentally conscious, you start wearing clothes. 
it's such a shame that there, there's some strands and beats here that are really, really good. Like I think she said earlier that don't make me, you know, love you again and stuff like that. I, I, I just feel like those are beats that could work so well elsewhere, you know, with a totally different script. And, and really, it, it doesn't need to be a big old deep film. Just place these two in a romantic drama comedy. Make it really simple and unpretentious and uh, just tell a little love story. I would see that in a heartbeat. That's another problem that your memories they've been memories. doing with these anthology films for like Valentine's Day for the past couple of years is that the stories, that the individual stories end up being so short, you don't get a lot of development from any of them. And there's always one that you that kind of stands out that you wish they would have just focused the whole movie on, on that one rather than throwing in mm. the, the other stories. Balance veterans and uh, and other uh, kids, I suppose, in a movie to make it mainstream. I'm, I'm I'm not you know demanding a veteran cast only, but balance you know balance it in a in a feature rather than small stories, as you said. Then uh, that would be good. But writing shorter stories and uh, editing editing them together, I suppose, is the easier route to go sometimes. There's more moving conversation. And I have no idea what movie they were talking about, by the way. <laughs> regardless, of what, regardless of what they're talking about, it's just uh, because we're watching the silent too. It's like, hey, they're smiling, they're enjoying themselves. Like for the tenth time, I can say that and still, like, really, um, you know, be uh, be mesmerized by veterans uh, utilizing veteran presence and clearly liking each other enough, anyway. Yeah, I, I think at moments, Gumcourt Lampard wasn't even didn't even tell them they're rolling, and just like you guys just go be yourself, just chill, and then and then that's what they what he got. Yeah, it's good, man. I got passion weed. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got some passion weed over here. Yeah, just go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, got, oh, oh. I got a party to go to. Oh, by the way, a big painting needs to be in the background. Sorry, guys. Cut, 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 cut. Yeah, your fans painting. Yeah, I, I promise your fan be in the film. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> wow. What if he's I mean, proud of end, this movie? I think at the end of the film, I don't think we, we understood what changes these people ran through at the end of the film. It may, it may be except for Simon, you know, being environmentalist and putting on a shirt. But otherwise, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And pants. <laughs> yeah, and pants. I don't think we understood what the hell they went through in this film. It's like the whale is supposed to be this life-changing event, but it only lasted two minutes, you know, when we see Chan Chang, when Chan Chang looks at the whale being airlifted out. It doesn't really leave any impact on the island it makes no sense and soon he's going to introduce a character that's not been uh, seen or barely mentioned in the movie uh, amigo i think oh, the, i think is that the is that it this is the one the girl and the two tourists and and then they're gone passion wheat lighting up i guess so to speak <laughs> this song um being sung right now um it's actually a cover of a very popular song from the mainland, um, uh, uh, a kind of a folk rock song about uh, a classmate that the the singer grew up with. So it actually has nothing to do with the film. It's just a really nice sounding song that Come Colin wanted in the film. Anything for the montage, where every every relationship is all good, all fixed, and all it's good. A, a Irish rock version of this song, uh, sung by the same band, Rubber Band, uh, actually shows up on the trailer. But again, still makes no sense because it's it's not it's nothing. The song is nothing related to the film at all. 
And you know, at the end of the story, the wife is still still can't walk. So what the hell? <laughs> it's like now we just learn to be happy. It's like okay, <laughs> okay, like like a very feeble shaman, uh, the just married thing, I suppose. But uh, you know, here's a character where they they introduce late that's supposed to mean something to okay, a, a late, very late uh, conflict, very late conflict. <laughs> Yes. Here's where he had like a mouthful of dialogue for no reason. Or they're like, they're supposed to be like cousins, right? Yeah, oh, you're asking <laughs> us to, like, we don't know. <laughs> hey, what's up, what you're looking for? Who the hell are you? And if Jess met this moment, we realized he speaks English? What the hell am I speaking Korean for? <laughs> oh yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> he knows it well enough, you know. To uh, it was always funny hearing your review initially. Uh, you know that that was fun on its own, but then watching the po- uh, seeing the posters, like that doesn't look too weird. I mean, that looks pleasant. Yes. Three couples, sunshine, passion island, Simon Francis, and then it was this behind that poster. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there is the easy movie, which is the movie that was suggested by the poster. And then there's this. Apparently, Come Girl and Want went the hard way. I don't know what the hell happened. I wonder if he snuck in This Is Art on the poster. I'm going to have a look later on as well. Because <laughs> it seems to be his mantra for some reason, you know, placing it in the title card, placing it on a character. Uh, so, um, hmm. <laughs> I'm handsome. I don't need you. <laughs> I was I just stopped the movie for him. Do an entire entire Rift Tracks dub on Passion Island or or recut it into a horror movie or something like that. Plays really scary music over a couple of scenes and uh, see what that led. Here's Tom Cruise and Charlie Wong Kar Wai. They're not looking at each other. Everything is unsaid. And then in the title, their emotions. Shit! I got that subtitle right. Shit. They should have written like S H I E T. Shit. Like a beautiful location, at least. Where is this? Do you know? No idea. I mean, I think there's a mix of locations. I mean, some in Southeast Asia, there's some Macau, maybe some in Hainan, the southern end. <clears throat> like I said, when we were the small island, like it looked like a Dalu Islands. <clears throat> oh, here's the middle school group that kind of disappeared and somehow, I guess, went through their own Lord of Flies experience. And like, <laughs> <laughs> we survived uh, two weeks on an island and we ate one of the kids, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different movie, right? Lord of the Flies or something. <laughs> passion, Lord of the Passion Flies. <laughs> Passion Island, uncut, you know, the darker, the darker side to, to it. But, yeah. Oh my God! There's a new man who is not wearing clothes. Oh, and what's, what's the, the Chinese title for this, this scene? Uh, movie? Harp, harp. That should be the Chinese title of the movie. Harp. Uh, but what is the Chinese title of the movie? Is it literally <laughs> Passion Island? They're setting up for the sequel, Passion Whale. <laughs> Passion Island 2, Passion Whale. Electric Boogaloo. Or Whale of a Passion. Or <laughs> and that's not, not the same kind of whale that washed up on the beach. 
I think it's the same whale. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, it's not the same I kind. They had. You dramatically grew up in the last two weeks. That's all. They had like a sperm whale thing that washed up. That's not the same <laughs> species. What did it all mean? <laughs> it means you just wasted ninety minutes of <sighs> everyone's time. Thank you so much. Uh, sadly, this is a uh, cut version of the original film, and unfortunately, this is yeah. not what we got in theaters. Sort of less Even fun, then. Those... 2% uh, less fun, or however you want to <laughs> see that. <laughs> the pissing scene really, really made the... It really was like the the, the, the sort of the wacky moment, because it came about half an hour into the film, and we are like, what the hell just happened? So without that kind of shock factor, we're just like, what? It's a little sad that that scene was cut out. I just realized they did an old school thing by naming Simon Yam's character Simon, like in the old days, and they all played Andy <laughs> movies and so forth. So <laughs> that was like, hey. So Godson was played by a guy named Brian without a last name. Supervisor Maria Cordero. So you, uh, oh, she played <laughs> supervisor. Okay, I thought yes, they were into the crew credits there. Like, hey, did she work on this? <laughs> all these name actors, Victor Juan and Tiffany Lee, they're actually real actors. Like, they, 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 get, they get major roles, so I guess they were cut off the, the, the final product because tiffany lee was actually uh you know she should have a bigger role in this this crawl i think it's actually a large ass painting that they just you know move uh, the camera she, down <laughs> it was shine kagayan which is in the philippines so probably a good part of the film was shine uh that special i think all the people in special thanks want their name removed by the way <laughs> here's a guy brian chu who did the subtitles i wanted to call him about those Or why he worked, or if he did get paid handsomely, Robert. You can ask that. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Ken, so what, what do you think about the film? Seriously, this is the second time seeing it. It, it. It's a fun movie to watch with you guys, but it's a boring, like, clueless movie to watch by myself. Like, yeah, I, I couldn't even, um, you know, no, there, wasn't, there, there was nothing fun there by myself, more fun with people, but. Still barely. I mean, it's not one of those. Hey, every Saturday is Passion Island Saturday. It, you know, you you, you don't want to you don't want to revisit this. Uh, really, I'm, I mean, you have now. You've seen it. Holy hell, two twice or maybe three times, uh, depending on how you prepped <laughs> for this one. We'll see it two times too many. I'll say that. Yeah, it's but, um, uh, no. I mean, the only uh, reward is that the, I hope these people got all got handsomely paid. Paid in passion weed, except for the investors. Yeah, yeah, except for the investors. The investors did not get their money back. But yes, uh, I hope everyone else got you know got their got paid handsomely, paid handsomely well. Yeah, I mean, one has to wonder if this is going to be the uh, the the last film of uh, I'm quite long. And and I mean, I don't. I think we'll see plenty. Oh, here of, you go. Copyright. Yeah, made in 2010. The film was actually complete in 2010, and possibly rightfully so. Wow. So that was it. So there you have it. Passion. Come quick long. Don't make any more movies, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that is our last message, yes, to... Uh, appear in movies, it. dude. Appear in movies. Yeah, or, and, and or guess, if you're going to make another movie, just get Simon Yam and Joan Chen together. Forget yeah. everybody else. And, and Simon Yam, please, please show us less of your ball sack from now on. Oh, man, man. More of it. More of it. <laughs> <laughs> Passion Island 2, you know. I'm cut. <laughs> Can we see if Simon is cut or not? <laughs> That's how we go out. <laughs> I want the pissing scene back. That's what I want. 
Uh, is that yeah. scene not on the uh, mainland China cut? It was not in the mainland China cut, so it seems like it's forgotten it exists yeah. altogether. There, there, there's unfortunately no special features on the Hong Kong DVD, as I said, no NG or uh, not even a trailer uh, for this film. So, holy hell, did did you watch the entirety of the mainland cut as well, Kevin? So, so you've seen it three times? Kind no, of? I scanned. I scanned for some of my favorite scenes to see if it was still there or yeah. just to revisit them. But yeah, so that's how I noticed the um, the pissing scene wasn't there. Wow. So now this 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 pissing scene will be as infamous as the pissing scene in uh in uh in a bullet in the head down here. The missing pissing scene. <laughs> I'm sure we can make that vi- <laughs> make that go viral. <laughs> it's another Simon Yam movie that had a pissing scene. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's like this whispers around, dude, kind of pissing. There's a missing pissing scene. You know, it'll be Yan it'll movie. become one of those uh much uh uh, much prized things that people on the internet will say that, that you know they've got a copy of but they're not going to show it kind of a thing right uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> the infamous uh missing uh uh missing pissing scene in, in the in the philippines cut of the uh, pa- of passion island yeah. or in the taiwan cut of passion island mm. sounds fancy and uh, it's equally as sad as yeah. <laughs> those other examples where people hide the bruce lee uh saw in the head scene they're saying that they have it but it doesn't exist. Well, I think we're going to close things out. So there, if you're out there, dear listener, and you've sat through the movie with this commentary, we're sorry. <laughs> but we hope you <laughs> give yourself a hug. We hope you uh, found some enjoyment from our uh, amused ramblings for this film, Passion Island. Um, Honestly, after virtual recall, what the hell do you people expect? <laughs> yeah, really. I mean. And I, you know, normally we release these around the holidays, and uh, we've got a holiday coming up next week, which I believe is a Buddha's birthday. Is that right, Kevin? Wow. Yeah, so, yeah. So, and I won't be town to enjoy it. So. so, I mean, what a birthday present from the Buddha, uh, from <laughs> Passion Island. Um, or maybe that's why Buddha is giving with this rain to try and, you know, to shut us up. Yeah, try to shut us down. Um, so I want to say, uh, before you uh, sort of close out, uh, again, thanks to, uh, Kenny B, also known as Sleazy K, Kenneth Burson, for sticking with us through this film. Uh, I know You're this welcome. is, uh, not a, a film that's normally in your wheelhouse because uh, as, as you've mentioned it, it, it lacks the, uh, the, uh, requisite, uh, violence or the requisite, uh, uh, nudity or sexy time. But we can imagine. I got, some, I got some of it. I got some of it. I'm yeah. kind of semi-pleased on A level, but maybe not. <laughs> well, I, I, my, when I when I thought about doing a commentary for this, I thought of you because uh, I know that you do like Simon Yam, and this is really such a different role for him in the context of some of the films you've talked about on your shows, like um, uh, you know Doctor Lamb and and uh, you know some of the other stuff that the normal stuff, the triad films, and the things that we typically cover when we talk about Simon Yam films. And I think for me, the, the biggest enjoyment I get are the scenes from with him and Joan Chen uh, together and the chemistry they have and just seeing him kind of have fun, you know, on, mm-hmm. on camera. I, yeah, I was so distracted by how bad the film is that I forgot how good they are together. I mean, first time I saw it and I, got, and I get to appreciate it this time when I'm watching the film. You're right. Um, so, Ken, before we sign off, can you uh, tell the listeners out there where they can find more of your stuff and what... Uh, what you may have on the horizon for them to pay attention to? 
I certainly can. I'm, uh, I, I, I like to pluck. I like to whore myself out. But uh, regardless, uh, in writing, uh, I won't write about Passion Island, but I write about other stuff like Taiwanese movies and ninja exploitation and category free movies at SoGoodReviews.com. And I do little video reviews at SleazyKVideo.com. Uh, again, as Paul said, Podcast on Fire Network is where I do the majority of my podcasts on the very shows um, and uh, what we've got coming up uh, uh, well we, we got a couple of this weekend's least in the pipeline uh, talking some um, uh, I can plug one show because I know it will come up uh, come out after this one is uh, we're looking at two category free comedies some of the most wholesome movies we've ever watched on that show this weekend's least uh, one starring Xing Fuyon in uh, one of those rare <laughs> rare lead performances uh, of his um, so uh, it's a movie called Secret Lover so we that this weekend's lease uh, 20 as a matter of fact you can look forward to and uh, over at Podcast on Fire uh, we discuss nowadays quite a lot of uh, Hong Kong cinema classics or older Hong Kong cinema that people know of like The Big Boss Winners and Sinners uh, we did an episode on City on Fire recently that's uh, due for release uh, uh, this coming weekend at the time of uh, recording so podcastonfire.com you got a plethora of choices over there and um, check them out and if you like us hit us up with some feedback and uh, all's good all right excellent and as always um, please uh, do uh, follow Ken over there on Twitter it's also uh, twitter.com slash so good reviews do I have that right yes yeah uh, and of course you want to follow Kevin uh, he is the golden rock uh, one word over there on Twitter <laughs> And if you have any interest, you can follow me at, at FoxLore. Uh, I don't tweet as much as I used to these days. I've gotten pretty bad about that and focusing on other stuff. But uh, occasionally I throw some stuff out there. And uh, you can follow me if you're interested in that kind of thing. But do follow Kevin because he's often tweeting about uh, films and movie news and, and things that are related to Hong Kong cinema. Um, you can also, uh, you know, drop us a line if you like this commentary or if you hate this commentary or if you want to curse us because we made you go out and buy the DVD for this commentary. Uh, hit us up at Gmail. That is eastscreen at gmail.com or stop by the website at www.concast.com and we'll be happy to take your hate mail along with this, uh, this commentary that we've put together for you. Um, I don't know, let me throw out a quick additional thanks again to uh, Ken for sticking with us for this special episode. Um, to Kevin as well, and to Ross Chan of lovehkfilm.com for a lot of the support he provides for us here uh, in Hong Kong. Um, he's been with us on some commentaries in the past. Um, I, I think it would have been good to have him here this time, but I really wanted to do it with, uh, with Ken to get him on, on, on this and uh, share this experience with him. And I've thought about doing commentaries with four people, but I think it might be a bit too much. I think it might be a bit too many voices. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that'll be something we can experiment with uh, a, a bit later. Um, but yeah, thanks to him and uh, thanks to Rob Gubbers of Snazzer Studios for our theme. And of course, thanks to all of you out there, the listeners, for listening to our regular shows and to these crazy commentaries when we do them. Uh, we enjoy it's It's fun for us and it's fun for us if it's fun for you as well out there listening. So um, yeah, I, gentlemen, uh, again, thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, you've got, all got busy schedules, so I thank you for taking the time to sort of sit down and do this um, every, you know, we try and do a couple of these a year. And uh, Ke- Kevin, uh, you're off to cons, right? Uh, yes, yeah. I am uh, off Tuesday evening, and then I'll be back uh, I'll be back 10 days after so that. That's, yeah. a, that's a fun experience, and uh, maybe, I don't know, you'll be over there in the European area, maybe you can uh, drop over on uh, Sleazy K. <laughs> 
uh yeah it's the like several hundred miles out of the way probably but (laughs) this is like my first time in europe so i have no idea where the hell i'm going i don't even know where like okay i'm going to france and i'm I'm going to be in Cannes now going to paris i don't even know which direction i'm traveling in let's be like that's all i know i'll be there in those two places i'm in france now (laughs) or bulgaria (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like i i would be you have to go around to like italy and then go back up to bulgaria before i go back into paris i don't know yeah well, um, I hope I again thanks very much, gentlemen, for uh, sticking with us on this commentary for Passion Island. Um, so, thank you, listeners, and we'll see you next time. See you next time, everybody. I'm changing my Twitter handle to Passion Island or Passion Weed from now on. <laughs> Passion Weeder, I think that's yeah. Now. What do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> we